Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug episode 294 on Monday the 30th of June 2014. I am your host Stephen Layton. Welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news! So let's do the news. How can I do news? I'm in Brazil. I've recorded this two weeks before. That makes no sense at all. Um, so what I shall do instead is I'm going to show you a funky new brew guide that we've made. Hello and welcome to the 11th in our series of the Has Been Brewing Guides. This time we're going to have a look at the Turkish Ibrit Brewer. As the fourth best Ibrit Brewer in the UK, I feel well qualified to tell <coughs> you all that... Sorry to interrupt Steve, but fourth best in the UK? Remind me, how many people entered the competition? I don't think that's very important. How many was it? Uh, four? So, last. Look, I am the fourth best. If you're so good as a former third best, tell me, how do you brew the Ibrick? Okay. To brew the Ibrick, you need about 120 mils of water. You're going to also need an Ibrick, a heat source, a spoon, a cup, a grinder, some very freshly roasted coffee, some scales, Step one, you're going to start with grinding that 14 grams of coffee very, very fine, almost like sieve flour. Step two, put your water at room temperature into your Ibrick. Step three, then add the coffee and stir it so that there aren't any clumps in it. I'm stirring, I'm stirring. Not the first time. Step four, place your Ibrick on a low heat. In all, you want to brew it in about six to ten minutes, so you'll just have to keep your heat not too hot. Don't boil it then. No, absolutely not. Step five. Watch your Ibrick. Don't stir it or mess with it, Steve. You should see it gradually form a surface of very tiny bubbles, almost like a crust. This will then start to rise very slowly up whilst you're heating it. As it gets hotter, it'll eventually form slightly larger bubbles that will break through. But I've got some bigger bubbles coming through. That's because you're rushing. If you get those big bubbles, it's because you're going too fast. Step six. When they're near the top, take it off your heat and serve it. Because that ground coffee is still in there, pour it very carefully and slowly. And watch out when you drink it, because that ground coffee will be at the bottom of your cup. Don't drink it all. Just sip off the top and enjoy. Does this mean I'll be the third best Ibrit brewer now? I'm not sure about that, Steve. Oh. Well, thank you, Roland, and thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this brew guide, and I hope you might take some time to look at the previous ones we've done. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee. It's kind of better than news, isn't it? Like when we have a really cool brewing guide on Ibricks, like everybody's too scared to do a brew guide on Ibricks, but me and Roland, we powered through together. Um, we don't mind embarrassing ourselves. I really like the Ibrick, it's interesting. And we're gonna actually taste the coffee from the Ibrick this week. So that was the brew guide news. Um, so we should do our focus on, and our focus on this week is on the micro mill revolution in Costa Rica. So up until recently, Costa Rica was well known for its like Tarazus and its Central Valley coffees, and they were all very much coming from these big cooperatives. Um, but around 10 years ago, a revolution started where many of the 90,000 coffee growers bought these small, tiny mills where they could process their and market their own coffee. 
uh, from their farms. Um, Costa Rica is a small, well-connected country um, and very well-connected to the United States, has a very good education level of 96% literacy, um, kind of unknown in that part of the world, has the same literacy rate as Australia um, and has a population that speaks a lot of English so can actually reach out to uh, micro roasters and started doing these very small, small special micro lots. Um, and it has led to a revolution of coffee growers selling directly to small and medium-sized roasters and increasing the value in the chain for their end, but also increasing the value for the chain at the roaster's end. Um, and that's kind of really good. I mean, now, it's not without its problems. There, there are problems that, you know, anybody, you have to learn how to process. Um, but what it has pushed is more interesting processing. So this is why you see lots of these honey processed coffee. So yellow honey, gold honey, red honey, black honey, every colour under the sun honey. Um, but it has changed the Costa Rican market and it's changed the way that that coffee tastes. It's changed the profile because of its focus on processing on the mill. And I think it's a very positive and interesting thing. So um, that was our focus on. So going on from that, this is a really interesting coffee to look at micro mills for. So it's called Costa Rica Don Mayo Finca La Loma Yellow Honey Catura. That is a big long name. So let me explain what it means. So first of all, the Don Mayo part. The Don Mayo part is the name of the mill. Now, the Benilia family that own this farm have a few farms and they process it all at Don Mayo. So Don Mayo is the mill. The second part, Finca La Loma, is the name of one of the farms that they own. Uh, and it's a farm that's very, very close to the mill, as you'll see in the map bit, the amazing map bit, it's really good. Um, and it's owned by Hector Benilia, who family owns the mill. Um, now, the, um, the yellow honey part is the processing, so it's a pulp natural coffee that has been processed using the yellow honey process, um, which is where they leave mucilage on the sea, but we'll, we'll go into that a bit later. So the farm Finkel Loma is located at an altitude of 1,850 metres to 1,900 metres in the Tarazu region of uh, Costa Rica. Um, this is one of the offerings from my trip uh, back in 2012, 13, 12, where I went to Costa Rica um, and we've been working with them on other farms for like, a number of years. Um, the mill, the Don Mayo part, is super award winning, has won Cup of Excellences, has done super, super well in like it bought by some of the best roasters in the world um, Hector has a tight ship that he runs very well with all of his family um, and and the mill is, is a perfect example of how a professional mill should be run everything is impeccably clean tidy organized to the point of obsession um, when it comes to running a good farm or mill uh, I think it's really important to be obsessive about the details like we're pretty obsessive here at the roastery about what we do um, you know, we want to make sure that the quality we do is the very, very best, and that's the same uh, goal of, as Hector. Um, little things like, you know, the staff wear uniforms. Um, they label the lots very clearly, and it's very readable, and it's very traceable. Um, these are all very tiny, tiny little bits that make a real quality, quality farm. Um, it would be remiss of me to not mention about uh, Anna Xelia, who is uh, Hector's daughter, who is the Costa Rican barista champion, um, who competed in Rimini a few weeks ago and was amazing. Um, we should look at the numbers. So the farm is called Finca La Loma. The mill is Don Mayo. It's owned by Hector Benilia. 
Um, it's uh, near to uh, Lano Benito de Leon Cortez in the Tarazu region of Costa Rica. Altitude 1,850 metres above sea level to 1,900 metres. The varietal is Catura. It is a yellow honey um, that is sun dried and then um, and, and, and then processed. Um, so we should go and look at Roland's daft fact of the week. Maria Axedora Benilia used this coffee in her WBC routine in 2014. If you're ever in San Jose, you can visit her coffee shop. She would use this coffee though, wouldn't she? As it is her father's farm. Wow, Roland didn't talk about the World Cup. He must be, uh, he must be mellowing with the group games. Uh, anyway, it's time for our wonderful, wonderful map bit. Welcome to this week's map bit. We are going up, because that's what we do on the map bit, duh. And we're going to go up, and we're probably going to go to our left, because we do a lot of that. Shall we go to the... Yeah, let's go to the left. And we're going to be going to Central America. Like, when you have so many great coffees from somewhere, why wouldn't you keep going back there? Um, last week, we were in Nicaragua. This week, we're just below in Costa Rica. And um, Costa Rica has some really interesting coffees, um, but also has the average life expectancy of 77 years, one of the highest in the world. Also, an illiteracy rate of 96% and has no army. I think all three things are definitely linked. Um, but we're going to go down and we're going to go down to uh, Bella Vista, which we did about five weeks ago, and La Loma, which we are doing this week. Now, you can see they're very close together. They could be they could be seen as the same farms, but they have different typographies and different kind of varietals and, and a different kind of processing to them. So, But just look at that. Look at that valley. It is such a cool shot of the valley. Um, lowest point is the Pacific Ocean. The highest point, 3,820 metres above sea level, which is the Cerro uh, Shipara. And now you can see where all of that altitude comes from. It really is from that central valley, Tarazu Belt, uh, that goes down into Panama. And it really is just about that place. Uh, let's see where we can whiz round and see even more typography. I really do love that we've got these exacts and I got these uh, coordinates from my iPhone from the uh, from the photos and um, yeah there you can see a really good swizzle round now you can see the red dot just up there and that's the view from the hydroelectric dam which uh, I've shown you photos of in the past and um, there's another quick camera sweep around you can really see how amazing a view it is I really love that map bit I hope you did too I love map bits like that. It's so cool when you can really zoom in. Um, yeah, it's it's a very, very cool farm. Right, um, it's time to wipe you on pause. It's going, time to go and get tasty and delicious coffee and Roland's Ibrick. And I'll be back with you in just a moment. Okay, so I'm back and I'm going to dive straight into the espresso as always. Looking forward to this one. That's a delicious espresso. That's really, really good. So, creamy. Creamy is the big point, part of this one. The mouthfeel is massive. Now, my descriptor for it on the site, I think, is melted ice cream, and it fits so perfectly. But there is an acidity there. It's a delicate acidity. It's 
kind of sitting underneath. It's not one of those dominant ones. So you get this really lovely peach-like acidity coming through. It's delicious. It is about the mouthfeel. Mm. That is really, 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 really good. So we should do cappuccino. Starts off creamy. Starts off like melted ice cream. You add some milk to it, it gets more creamy, gets more like ice cream. It really does taste like vanilla ice cream. It's melt melted vanilla ice cream. It's ridiculous. It's delicious. It's a lovely, lovely, lovely cappuccino. So we should um, we should do our ibric. Now you've obviously seen the brew guide, but uh, you'll remember from the brew guide that you have to pour incredibly slowly. I'm pouring it slowly. So Roland very kindly made this for me. I could have followed his brew guide, but it's nice to get him to do it. And these are my cups from when I did my Ibric competition, and I'm the fourth best Ibric maker in the UK. Don't forget that, fourth best. So my presentation that I did for the to be the fourth best Ibric maker, um, have I mentioned I'm the fourth best Ibric maker, um, was I talked about using good coffee in an Ibric. It's just another brew method. Now, I don't particularly like uh, mocha pots. I'm gonna do a mocha pot brew guide as well, and I wanna get better at them. And I really didn't like the Ibric. But actually, when I started to dig into it, I found that I do like it. Now, do I wanna make Ibric every week? Jeez, no, no thank you. Like, no, don't wanna make it every day, definitely not. Do I wanna pull it out once a month and make something different? Like, the beauty of a bag of coffee is you can get 20 experiences from it and this is one of those experiences and to dismiss it without kind of giving it a chance is I don't know it makes me angry so. it's kind of a cross between that and a brewed coffee of it so yes there are bits in it and I'm not going to drink it all but because I poured it slowly and gently and because I brewed it correctly actually it's good it's like, like I implore you to try an ibric. This that's your that's your homework for this week is to make an ibric and let me know what you think of it. Come back me, let me know. Don't dismiss it. Follow the brew guide. Do it with open eyes. Like you can do it in a saucepan if you want to. It's better if you've got one of the little pans. And we have got some ibric saucepans on the site now. But you can do it however you want to do it. Try it. Let me know how it goes on. Right. I'm going to shut up. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And do remember, life is too short for bad. Content.